What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. All right, Sean. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, are you hosting today? Yep. Oh, that's great. How have you been, friend? Pretty what good. What you got going on? Uh, I mean, if you're hosting, I would expect like a nice cheese platter. Oh, it's all back order. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> cheese shortage. Yeah. You know, uh, held yeah. up at the ports. Oh, the ports. Is that still a thing? <laughs> Apparently. Can we all just agree that a cheese platter is just such a beautiful thing? It, oh, my God. It What's really, your favorite type really of cheese is. on a platter? Yeah, can we oh, guess? Well, oh, sure. Can we guess? I bet you're probably a soft cheese person. Mm. You probably like a nice fancy cheese. You don't want to say yes, but you do. Well, but it's I true. feel like it just depends. Like I'm such a, a picker. I do love a brie. I love a brie that's like, but not just plain brie. It's got to be like delightfully like melted with cranberries and walnuts or something Ugh, like that. Sounds oh my disgusting. Gosh, so good. You know what I like? What? Cheddar. Sharp cheddar. <laughs> the sharper, the better. The man's man. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Just a nice like, uh, what's that? What's that? Is it Cracker Barrel cheese? Is is that the Cracker Barrel? Yeah, they make the they, cheese, right? They make they, they make a restaurant and they make a cheese. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, it's the best. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. Cracker Barrel is or that a nice is bomb cabot. cheese. Nice sure, cabot, yeah. extra sharp. Yeah. Whew. I uh, get me all excited at these dinner parties. I found a lady who makes these charcuterie boards. At because these dinner parties? These, what, well, what, are you like frequent a lot of dinner I was, parties? I was combining two sentences in my brain. Whenever we have like dinner parties or like parties with like the girls or whatever, yeah. I bring these cheese boards and it's oh, like really? a lady who makes them. Because if you make your own cheese board, it's like outrageously expensive because you, you, you have to buy you have to buy a thousand thing. different kinds of, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I found this lady who makes them and they're so good and she's so good at it, so... You know what? Outsource. If you don't have them, if you, if it's on the budget to make a cheese board, outsource it. Outsource it. Outsource it. That's All a right. great way to get into the topic, which is, I'll let you introduce it. Cheese boards. Cheese boards. <laughs> no, we are talking tech today. Technology advancements. The future uh, of the construction. The future of construction. That's exciting. What's happening in construction these days? Who can be sure? Who? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on even within my own life. So yeah. how can I be sure? But no, this is very exciting. The future of construction. I went uh, down some serious rabbit holes in the research of this. So it's going to get squirrely. I can, yeah. I can already tell. The notes that you have presented to me looked like the writings of a they mad did. woman. They did. Uh, yeah, they, so they I'm did excited and they do. to see uh, <laughs> what research you did and what type of uh, any conspiracy theories in there. Um, oh, I'm yeah. sure we can piece some yeah. together. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Uh, but no, this is it's exciting because, you know, we look at a lot of tech integration on a small scale, like within our company, but construction in general is one of the largest industries in the world. Correct, you know, yeah. it's what builds our buildings and yeah. builds our roads and our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So um, there is like some insane things happening on that on those like larger scale projects and mm -hmm. industries that eventually will trickle down. I think yeah. we'll be like kind of the last to see them, but um, but it's crazy and exciting and pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to uh, learn about what you rabbited today. Oh my gosh. All right. So the future of construction. 
Yeah, get your notes together there. Get your notes together it, it, there. I, there's no getting them together. They're so all over the place. That's perfect. Because I went down so many, so many avenues of this. So, um, do you know what BIM stands for? Uh, yeah, I think it's um, business in migration, which is uh, <laughs> moving your business. I no, I have no idea. Tell me. Please tell me. <laughs> Building information modeling. So this, like every time, everything that I looked up was like kind of tied back to this concept. Okay. Um, which is where most of the like advancements are happening relating to this kind of thing. Okay. So business information modeling is. <clears throat> get business or building information Sorry, modeling? Sorry, building information modeling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. Uh, the definition is a process involving the generation and management of digital representations of the physical and functional characteristics of places. It is to be used by people who plan, design, construct, operate, and maintain buildings and diverse physical infrastructure. Okay. That is the overreaching definition of it. However, the U.S. version of it is an object-oriented building development tool that utilizes 5D modeling concepts and information technology and software interoperability to design construct and operate a building project as well as communicate its details wow so simple <laughs> <laughs> not vague at all not vague and not like way it too wordy like, and yeah. confusing but uh, in my research everyone just kept saying bmi or bim not bmi different bim yeah. as if it was this concept that everyone should know about and i was like what is that what are we, what are we talking about and then it couldn't be more vague, this de definition. Yeah. What do you think? When you hear that, what do you think? I think it sounds like you're basically building these projects in the metaverse, like building a, a cloud remote version of a project. And um, that way, everyone can kind of collaborate on it. And especially on large scale infrastructure things, there there is so many different, like very technical specific things that go into it that um everyone needs to like contribute in one place where with something like what we do it's like i come up with the design i send it over to the architect it's like fairly simple it's not like mm -hmm. complexities that span like every trade it's it's you know fairly cut and dry for for what we do so it's not it's not as crazy where um you know you're essentially building this thing before it's built and it's, did you get any like information on what the five, five dimensions are? Cause that sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's what you said. Oh, okay. Building it in the metaverse. Okay. You have an, a wonderful, uh, interpretation of it. Thank you. With no information. I appreciate <laughs> no previous that. information. Yeah. Uh, cause that's pretty much exactly what it is. Um, so when I hear this, I know a person who works for Ryan Homes. Do you know what Ryan Homes is? Yeah. It's they're everywhere around here. I don't I don't know how far reaching they are. I think it's just eastern seaboard. So anyway, they are a company that builds some single family homes, mostly uh multifamily homes. Like uh town condos, townhomes, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um but they buy huge plots of land and build these things and there's a ton of them. They're a massive company. Um but they were telling, or I was listening to the story about the Pensacola Mart, which is also another thing that was near us. Yeah. Um, they owned this plot of land. It was like, it sits at the corner of two somewhat busy highways near us. It was, a, it was a great plot of land. 
So Ryan Holmes bought this plot of land when the Pensacola and Mart went to crap and um, belly up, as they say, it went belly up. Um, and they bought this plot of land because they thought it was a great location. However, it had to have like a massive amount of remediation or like environmental. The, and, uh, yeah, yes, it yeah, was environmental remediation. Yes, so, yeah, I know. What which you mean. they, which it was like a breakdown at every point of this development because no one was talking to each other and no one knew. So they they bought this plot of land. They didn't know they were going to have to do that that much remediation and then they had to do so much and then it was just this big thing and then that development took like yeah like 15 years yeah it took forever to get done yeah uh, I, th- I don't even know it's done it's they've been doing it forever and i'm not sure if it's even completely done yet um but something like this bm bim god i'm gonna keep saying bmi um is where everyone who is a part of it would have access to everything all in one place so it's it's Basically, they build this building or whatever they want to do in the web space. They build it. It's not just like a CAD drawing where it's like an idea. It's a concept. It's like they have every single detail in there and everyone's able to access access it all at once. So in that case, even like all that remediation and stuff, you'd be able to see all of that in that CAD-esque huh. drawing. Do you know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty crazy, but I guess it's just like an advanced way of, um, of planning and preparation. I mean, the more things that you can figure out and like, sort of like we say it a lot, like me and aunt, when we're talking about something, it's like, you want to kind of build it in your head first. Yeah. Like when you're going about uh, a certain detail or something, you want to kind of like build the project in your head and, and wrap your mind around it. Yeah. This is like taking that to like the nth degree and like every single detail. Um, but yeah, it sounds, yeah. sounds pretty wild. Um, it's pretty crazy. And like in like the stuff that I saw, it had like absolutely everything in there from like the development side, but then even like contractors could go in and look and be like, okay, is this wall 12 inches on center or 16 inches on center? Okay. It's, you know, well, like, what's the difference between that and just like what we do uploading a set of 2d plans to Google drive and you'd be able to see it's a 12 inch on center wall or it's a 16 inch on center wall. Like what, what other things are in there? So this is interactive. So what we do is, is simple. You just, you are just building a deck. This is like for people who are building like skyscrapers. So you can see everything from it's interactive. You can see every like stage of the thing being built. You can see excavation to framing, to sheathing, to like every layer you're able to see basically. So our plans, we have plans and we have renderings and there's nothing in between the two. So this is a way to kind of bridge that gap where you can see both things working together. Okay. Beyond just like static images. Hmm. You know what I mean? And also with this, it also integrates into like VR and... AR, augmented reality as well. AR. Yeah. And you can show people, like the clients can like walk through their project before it's finished. Huh. Um, You can, like some of them were saying, you can like stand in the middle of the project in VR and watch it being built around you and like do stuff like that. So it's very, yeah. Sounds It's really crazy. And also you can- Hopefully we're in a hard hat when that's happening. (laughs) Also, you can tie it to 3D (laughs) printers. So like- 
you can print either like to scale models of whatever you're built, this thing that you're building, let's say a skyscraper, you can build it or you can hook up 3D printers to go around and do things like do layout for you huh? or all that kind of stuff. So it's okay. It it gets a little like trippy with how like integrated it is to reality. Yeah. It sounds wild. It's a little weird. Yeah. Sounds crazy. Um, Anyway, the whole theory is just so that like everyone is involved at the inception of the process. So everyone has access to all of these things. Everyone's involved. Okay. But then it's kind of like, who's the God figure that like starts this thing? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like who is like, it, it feels like it would take like an absolute eternity to like create a layer at every single juncture of the project so that it could like, yeah, I guess there's probably some sort of like AI assistance in creating like the models and I don't know. See that I don't know. And it does seem like at a certain point it's like, just build it. Like, yeah, stop thinking about it. Just build it. Yeah. seems like you're taking too much time on the, the front end. Yeah. That's what, that's like why everything's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> They're building it twice in the metaverse. Thanks to Zuckerberg. Uh, all right. Well, do we have anything else like on that specifically? I feel like we should have brought in an expert on uh, the BIM because uh, it's all very confusing, but it's but it's exciting. And kind of what I'm taking away from it is moving into the future, um, really processing like the every detail of the project and, um, you know, creating that communication of every single step and being able to pull up not only uh, the plans as a whole, but like something that we could integrate is we can do smaller drawings of like certain little details. Like here's a cutaway of the column detail, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. something that's like sort of represented on the plans. It usually just says composite uh, uh, trim on column, but like actually drawing like a cutaway of exactly what it's going to look like little things like that mm-hmm. I think could help. And that's like something that we could sort of integrate into our business right now that, you know, <laughs> isn't quite what that is, but it's kind of taking that, that idea that the more time you take prepping, the more efficient you are in the field. Yeah. I think the, the end goal with this is that like eventually you plug in some robots to whatever this is doing and then the robots do it. But Obviously, but they're that not is there like, yet. They're, they're not, not even okay. close. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but that seems like what the you know. So that's kind of like the towards. that's that's kind of like the the soft like the base software that's going to drive a lot of the innovation around it. Is that yeah. kind of like what your yeah. research is showing? Yeah. Like everything's based off of this platform. Um, well, it's and not then, just one platform. This isn't just well, yeah. one platform. It's just like the. That's just collections the of yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, is, are there some programs that that are that that use yes, this that yeah. you can you can touch on? Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those? Oh no, I don't. Okay, but there are. I I I was more fascinated by the concept of it rather than okay. like the actual than shouting out the software. But there are different things that can do all this stuff. Huh. All right, we'll look into that. And it's that. like and it's like a evolving thought. Right. Because I think people are like a lot of this stuff, which I guess in anything in technology versus construction, it's going to be like a cost base thing. So a lot of this stuff is like cool, but is it really going to be, is it really worth the money? So is it worth investing all this front end work? Yeah. Or just like, just do it. Yeah. Well, something that, that 
makes a lot of sense. Like you're talking about Ryan Holmes, like huge developers. It's like they might have like, you know, they might build 5,000 homes a year, probably even more than that. I don't even know. But it might be like 15 different like models that they yeah. build. So it's like they could have this like super, super so dialed detailed yeah. um, thing where you can pull up every detail of every tiny little space. Like, you know, what the layout of the shelves are in a certain closet, like right. things like that, that would be worth it because you're reproducing this model so many times where, uh, you know, for us, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but uh, maybe in the future it will. I feel like there's got to be like an AI assisted part of the process to developing the the drawings and the the models. But I don't know. That's just my speculation. Yeah, but AI is only as good as whatever's already out there. <sighs> it's just a compilation of what's already out there. So at some point you need to you need to create the thing so then AI can recreate the thing. Yeah, I guess. But All right. Anyway, well, so we'll move yeah. on from that. Yeah, let's move on from that. My um, head hurts. Yeah. It was weird. Anyway. <laughs> it was weird. Let's talk about the robots. The future's so weird. You're talking about robots? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, this where are we where, at with this? Is, can this we, is where, where can we... We're trying to hire somebody. Why don't we just hire a robot? Are we there yet? Are we close enough to that yet? We are not there yet. Okay. Um, we did look up some videos <laughs> earlier of like a robot doing drywall, and it looked like it was drunk and really yeah. slow it was not <laughs> it was it, cool it was kind of cool yeah it really did look like but the thing on that that video and that was the one that um before we looked it up i was like i think i've seen a robot put up drywall and it was that video that mm -hmm. you were able to pull up but on that video it said like 2017 or 2018 or something 2018, so yeah. it's like are they are they <laughs> are they updating these in secret and like what are they capable of now that's yeah. scary so I did, this is where like the conspiracy theories come in, I feel like, because uh, yeah. like if any, which if, if any of these texts get so humanoidly accurate, yeah, they're going to be bought immediately by the military and the military is going to use them before they get to be drywall robots. So true. also there's not too much of a market for drywall robots because the people who are doing the drywall cannot afford these like $700,000 robots. Not with that attitude. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess if you somehow had some sort of massive operation and you had a fleet of these drywall robots, but. Well, it would probably be like drywall by Amazon. Something like that. Like a big, or like Lowe's would like, Lowe's can install your flooring <laughs> and drywall, but they just send out robots to your house. Yeah, sure. Something Eventually, like yeah. that. That could like, you know make that initial capital investment. Yeah. Scary. Um, sort but of. I think so far the money in humanoid robotics is in the military. I think yes. that there's going to be robot soldiers. Well, not me. The internet thinks that there's going to be robot soldiers before <laughs> there are robot drywallers. They do have robot. Um, how sad is that? How sad is that? That how is that sad? I don't know that. Why would you want people over there? Well, dying in war. No, we shouldn't gets... have war. Like, you okay, know, sure, all this but... tech is going into like, let's make this ultimate killing machine instead of like making something that can build our homes. Well, then we'd be out of jobs. Yeah. But that's just kind of like a dark, like, I don't know, thing. It's just like, all right, these robots are pretty cool. Let's make them kill people. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of the cost of war. They already have like drones. 
That's which true. Which are basically killing robots. That's true. So oh. we're already kind of there. God, the world's such a dark place. We I don't have it. like humanoid killing machines. Killing machines quite yet, but yeah. I mean, maybe they do. Who knows? Who knows what the military has? They probably have. I'm some sure they crazy definitely stuff. do. Have you seen yeah. the? Uh, so yeah, the the drywalling robot. <laughs> very slow and it just looked like someone that was like very drunk but like yeah. trying so hard to keep it together <laughs> and like just put up one sheet of drywall it was like really funny which there's probably a lot of drywallers out there that are like that your drywall is very boring you know there's it's repetitive slow it's, and drunk it's, yeah. yeah you know um it probably lends itself like like uh, a lot of trades to you know stuff like that shenanigans but uh have you ever seen that uh the boston dynamics um they're the ones that put out yeah. like all the videos. Yes. Um, and it's like a dog looking robot yeah. and like, it's a guy like kicking it and stuff. And it just like, it, it will rebalance itself. Like it won't fall down. Yeah. It like braces itself and it looks so, so like light, like alive. It's it, yes. so crazy. The video looks fake because it, it just looks like an anima animation. It's like, yeah, it doesn't look real. For sure. Yeah. I did not believe that it was real for a long time because it looks so like. Yeah. It just looks insane. like. It just yeah. it looks like it couldn't possibly be real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know why. Why did the drywaller have to be drunk when that little dog. <laughs> came from that's, that's where the budget's at. The budget's at. <laughs> budget's is, is there for killer dogs <laughs> and not for drywallers. <laughs> yeah. The drywaller was like something somebody made like in their garage just tinkering around <laughs> like for a science project. Meanwhile, they got these dogs out <sighs> that can't be killed. <laughs> So, all right, our yeah. jobs are safe for a while, I think that, but our lives yeah. are not. Is no, that what you're I saying? Think I, that's exactly what oh, I'm saying. Oh, God. Um, yeah, with any of this stuff, it's going to follow the money. And right now, construction, you can usually get, I don't want to say fairly cheaply, but you can get, like, it's going to cost a lot less to get a laborer than it is to buy, like, a humanoid robot. Yeah. And these people are going to do the things that are going to get them money so there's no there's no real incentive for the robot makers to be making these unless they can make it in a cost efficient way which it sounds like they haven't yet yeah they do have certain things like like incredibly repetitive motions like they have bricklaying robots i, I saw oh um which that makes sense because that's just like a yeah that's just a repetitive motion yeah i'm so sorry to bricklayers but i do think that they will be out of jobs pretty soon because that's oh, no. like uh and even with bricklaying, it's like there's no like it's it's you're you're usually just doing like squares. It's nothing like crazy. Well, well, let's not let's not you know <clears throat> poo poo well, on the bricklayers no, no, out no. there. I'm just they do I'm lots saying, of cool stuff. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Don't poo poo on the bricklayers. I'm not poo pooing on the bricklayers. I'm just saying that there's certain things where there's like an <laughs> amount of artistry to it that I think yeah. that will be a human element that we will not be able to lose. But I think bricklayers. Unless they can find some sort of some some real artsy stuff. There's tons of artsy stuff in bricklaying. Like what? Like just all kinds of stuff. Like you know, arched windows and like just all kinds of cool stuff. But like most brickwork, like on a you know a, majority a of commercial brickwork. facade, like pretty simple, straightforward. I can see it's a very repetitive thing for a robot to just like yeah, you know, slap the mortar on there. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see one that like is not quite calibrated correctly. And they just like let it, <laughs> they just like cut it loose and like come back at the end of the day. And it's like, Oh my God, what happened? <laughs> that would be funny. And then the robot just has like a sheepish, sheepish look of, <laughs> of shame. Like, Oh no. 
so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't put the robot dog on me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, and also a lot of these things, um, the advancements in robotics for construction are also a lot of safety things. Okay. Um, so it's not humanoid things that are going to replace jobs. It's things that will still be essentially controlled by humans, but in a much safer way for them to not be, you know, doing shingles on a roof that's upside two down. Two-pitch roof or whatever. <laughs> two pitches is, is so <laughs> shallow. <laughs> like, that's like... Uh, you're not even supposed to put dimensional shingles on anything less than a, than a three, but uh, our roofer recommends a four. So okay, any kind of sh- any kind of something dangerous. How about something we just dangerous. Something dangerous. Something dangerous. Um, yeah. So I think that that would be great if we can make things less dangerous for people, but yeah. they still don't lose their job. Like um, I've been seeing a lot recently. So on our Facebook uh, account, the business one, mm-hmm. it still has like a news feed and everything. You know what I mean? On the the premier Facebook page. Like you go onto the account and it still has like yeah. your news feed. Yeah, yeah. But like it doesn't know anything about us individually. Mm-hmm. So like it just populates the yeah. most random <laughs> stuff. Like I'm getting an insane amount of disc golf stuff. Yeah. Which I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah. it thinks I'm very interested in that. But another thing that I've been seeing a lot of is the people that climb those high towers change the light bulb. Oh, and I just saw one yesterday. Yeah. I was like, this man makes $20,000 every time he climbs this tower to change out the light bulb twice a year. Mm-hmm. Which seems like, a, I don't know if that's totally true, but yeah, something like that totally maybe true. a robot and could, uh, yeah, could do. Let that man get 20 grand. I would do that for 20 grand. I don't know if you'd be able to. Why? Because you'd get scared. I don't think so. You don't think you'd get scared? No, I mean... Yes, I would get scared, but not so scared that I would, I'd be like, us, oh, I'm so scared. I'm not going to get that 20 grand, you know, like I'm going to power through it. I don't know. Cause like the thing probably sways like, oh, for sure. Probably like You're 10 feet. It. Yeah. Like you probably feel it. like it's going <laughs> to fall over when you're up that high. I don't know if it's always 10 feet. That seems like a lot. I bet it does. We'll look into that, okay. but all right. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would do it, tower. but I would do it scared. Well, yeah, of course you'd do it scared. I don't, I, I feel like you'd physically just lock up. Why? I don't know. I think I would too. It's so, you're like, uh, so high in the air. <laughs> so high. Uh, yeah, I think that that man should continue to be able to get his, if he's getting 20 grand for that, I think he should be able to do it. And I hope a robot does not take that man's job because that's cool. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> All right. So uh, what else, uh, what else we got going on? Um, let's see. Do you, do you want to talk about robots more? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I definitely do. Um, That's all I want to talk about, okay. to be honest. Um, all right. Why don't, oh, okay. What? Why don't okay. you preface what you're going to say? I'm going to grab another Red Bull. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to see Jerry Seinfeld tonight. He's still touring? I guess so. I guess so. I did not know that. He's like the, he's like the, um, he's real wholesome, right? Like he doesn't make dirty jokes. That's his whole thing. Like, I obviously know Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not saying I don't know who he is, but, like, that's his whole shtick. I don't think that's, like, his shtick. I think it's just, like, he's not, like, vulgar, but it's not, mm. like, I don't think that's, like, part of his shtick. Like, he's the wholesome guy. I think he's just, like, uh, you know, like like the show. He's kind of just, like, your everyday life kind of observations. Interesting. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. Hopefully it's not terrible. I don't know. 
So I'm sure it won't be. He's he's delightful. anyway. That's why I'm I'm having two Red Bulls because I got, I got a long night ahead of me. Yeah, going out, going, going out on the town, going Ooh. into the city, the big city. <laughs> um, okay, so another use for robots is um, demo, land grading, and farming, which I think is so cool. Because remember, we recently went to Nebraska for a work trip, <clears throat> and we drove by this field of just massive farming equipment, which we live in the garden state, but I just don't usually see that kind of farming equipment. But these are like- We saw it? Did I say it? Yeah. Yeah. Remember it was like <laughs> between the place we were going and the hotel, there was like a massive Oh, like the dealer. Field. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. It was a dealer of massive farm equipment. Yeah. And we were looking at it. We're like, oh my God, that's like crazy. And then the people were explaining to us that it is completely controlled by like GPS. You just like set in its coordinates and it just goes- which, yeah, it's kind of like, kind of like a robot. Yeah, that's true. So, that's for farming. In construction, it's kind of like um, they'll have these things that have the same technology, but it's for like land grading. Which I could see that that would be. Oh yeah, that would you know you set your set your pitch and your yeah set whatever you want to do. Tell where to go. <laughs> Done. That's a that little seems easy. It seems easy, <laughs> but it also seems a little scary. Like this gigantic robotic <laughs> bulldozer is like, you know, becomes sentient and is just like just demoing it. Demoing <laughs> it doesn't everything. know where to stop. Um anyway, totally unrelated, but I had an idea to uh make like a very realistic, lifelike uh mini city out of cardboard and then dress Max up in a Godzilla costume and let him trample it. <laughs> <laughs> Not related, but sort of. So just be very throw cute. that and out there. If you do that, I hope you record it so we can all see it. Well, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I could. And funny enough, well, actually not funny at all, but uh, I have heard a lot about those GPS um, tractors or combines or whatever mm. they use for farming. Combines, that's the word. Um, I think combine is that's what like harvests the stuff maybe that's like the thing with the big yeah but it's like the biggest one that has like yeah. those huge wheels on the side right? I think so okay. I'm not totally sure but uh with that GPS um setup like it's amazing how much more efficient they can make planting the crops like how how much oh, closer yeah. they can get it together like mm -hmm. the the GPS can calculate like exactly how to maximize like the yield from that uh, plot of land, which, um, you know, over like one acre, it's, it's pretty important. But then you times that by like 50,000 acres or whatever, like on these huge commercial farms, it's like you can be like upping the yield by, I don't know, a lot mm -hmm. by this like small minute adjustment, uh, which is pretty crazy, pretty cool. Um, and there's just there's just always more people around, and everybody needs to eat. So it's important it's that true. we really maximize how much <laughs> how much corn that we're harvesting, so that we can make it into corn syrup and put it in our cookies. Mm. You know, yeah, corn syrup is in everything. It's in everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think that that. I don't know. Would you consider that a robot, or is that because it it makes it. The stuff that I was seeing makes it sound like that's like everyone's worried about like an actual robot taking your job. Like it's going to be a yeah. carpenter at some point, which maybe in the future, it won't happen in our lifetimes so that like no, that a robot is well, with my attitude. I'm not going to be the one developing robots. So no, that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. Um, 
So I don't think that that's something we have to worry about. But yeah, it does seem like there's like plenty of use case where like if you just you know you GPS a, a car to you know these Teslas can drive themselves. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't I I don't know if that's technically a robot, but yeah, it's uh, I mean I guess so. It's yeah, right? like kind of like an autopilot GPS assisted uh, thing, but it's it kind of goes hand in hand with human operation. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it just like takes uh, some of the human error out of it. But mm-hmm. uh, I think in most of those cases with the uh, farming equipment that's GPS assisted, like there's still somebody in the tractor uh, during this time, I think these these bulldozers that are doing land grading i wouldn't be surprised if they're completely remote controlled like i think the farming equipment is completely remote controlled oh really there's nobody even inside it uh that was my understanding but maybe yeah i don't know i'm I'm not sure i'm not a farmer not yet i'm not a farmer either not yet you're gonna buy some land i am gonna buy some land where are you at with the land you have it yet uh pretty close pretty close yeah pretty close Pretty close. That's exciting. Possibly. 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 Not ready to talk about it in public yet. No public (laughs) forum. But, uh, (laughs) you know, there might eventually be a premier dream shop build series. Wow. How cool. Be pretty sick. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Are you going to be jealous if you have to come to work and help me build my dream shop? Why would I be jealous of that? I still work here in this scenario. (laughs) Yeah, but I get to live there on my land. I wouldn't want to live where I worked, so that sounds fine by me. <laughs> oh, God, do I want to live where I work? <laughs> now, uh, acquiring land is the most efficient way to assert your dominance, right? Are we, does it still go by those like 1800, 1700 rules? I think so, yeah, yeah. The larger the land, the amount of respect you garner. Uh, I hope yeah, so. I think that your vote's going to hold a lot more weight now or something. I think that's yeah, how it works. You get, yeah. You get more votes. Definitely. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I'm not even registered. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that anyway. But uh, maybe that is something that's going to happen in the future. I don't know. Whoa. Teaser. Teaser. Who knows? Tease the people. Yeah. We've already um, talked about that being one of my dreams to have a, not a crazy amount of land, but a little bit of land. Pole barn. Pole barn. The pole barn is like <laughs> essential to this. Either I is say, the pole barn the dream or the land the dream? Well, you need the land to have the pole barn. What if you had land and no pole barn and no ha- like no house? What if you? What if uh, the township was like can't build a pole barn here? Then I well, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna check with the township first. So the pole barn is the dream, is what I'm getting at. The land isn't uh, the dream. The pole barn is the dream. It goes hand in hand. Ah, the semantics. Okay. It goes hand in land. <laughs> <laughs> the pole barn's definitely essential okay. to the dream. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Maybe some robots will build it for you. Maybe. That'd be pretty sick. Um. Okay. Moving on. Yes. <clears throat> what else we got? Robots. More robots. More robots. Um. No. Uh, okay. Kind of. Three D printing. Yeah. Whole structures. Yeah. Pretty cool. Where were we that we... Uh, mm, IBS. IBS. Yeah. I didn't actually see it. I don't remember if you... Did you see it? I didn't. Why didn't we? I'm Why didn't sure. we go see it? I'm not sure. <laughs> but there were, there were 3D printing a structure in the parking lot. And we didn't see it. And we didn't see it. Yeah, why didn't we go but see it? But everyone that? was talking about it. 
We should have went and sit. I know that was a mistake. There was yeah. a lot to see at IBS. Oh, There's it's, so it's, much to yeah, see. Yeah, it's so crazy there. Um, they were building something kind of small. I think they weren't building like a. It was. It was like a. It was a structure. Yeah. But it wasn't like a home. I don't think. Yeah. Maybe like a shed. But either way, there, it seems like they're making pretty pretty decent strides with making this. Like a real. Like a real. Yeah. Tangible thing for the everyday person, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I just feel like. Um, they're built, I mean, it's concrete, so it's like, yeah, you're, it's just, they're all going to look the same is my problem with it. And I, I don't like that. I don't like taking like, I feel like homes are such personal, warm things Definitely. that taking, like, and that's why I would never. It takes the soul out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, I feel like it, part of being in a home is like individually crafting this space to be your own. So yeah. to me to have all of these houses that look the same and that's why I don't really like developments are great and they're beautiful and the homes are wonderful, but I personally wouldn't want to live in a development because I don't want, I wouldn't want like to know the exact layout of my next door neighbor's house. You know, I, I, I just like it when everything looks a little bit different. It gets yeah. to like pleasant Villa to me, yeah. but everything all looks the same. So I feel like that's what's happening here. And it kind of just feels like you're creating this little like dystopian concrete house world. And I don't, yeah. I don't love it. But it also seems kind of cool for like the like if you can craft some sort of easy domiciles for homeless people or something, then that's like a great use case for that. Yeah, I guess so. Or and like any kind of low income housing. That's that's wonderful for these people to have a place to live. So Yeah. Um and if, I mean if you think about it, like <clears throat> the concrete is just the building material. So a lot of design things can come into play to differentiate it from another model. Like houses are made out of wood and, you know, siding and stuff like that, but you're able to make them look very different and then you could paint it. I know, but it's going to be like a nice color if you want. So it's like a nice pink concrete house. I would love a pink concrete house. Yeah. There you go. See, (laughs) Changing your tune already. No, I I mean, yes, I understand that like you can do things like that to make them look different, but they're all going to be the same. Like, yeah they're all gonna have like the town that we are currently working in which is next to our the town that we both happen to live in um all of the houses were built in like the same era and there's like every single house in the whole town is like one of five models it's every (laughs) single house looks the same yeah basically and i just i i feel like that's just i don't know that's that seems like they're gonna do that because it's the most efficient thing there's gonna be like five models you can choose from and then you know that just seems like Endless it just takes options. Like, yeah, it just takes Five. like <laughs> Yeah. It just takes like the personality out of building and I think that it's there's so much to for like crafts people to put into a home. That yeah. Just, that just makes it like feel sterile to me. I agree. I totally agree with that. Um and that's that's something where me and Sarah kind of differ cuz we are we're like sort of looking into um you know possibly getting a new house eventually. And she's more concerned about like what the interior layout is. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'd be fine living in development. Like, look, it's got this big dining room and everything. And I'm like, I want a house that like when I drive up to it, I feel like inspired by the house itself. Like I want to live somewhere that's like, wow, this is like a cool, especially if it's like going to be, I don't like the term forever home anymore, but if it's going to be like a house that, you know, you're probably going to live in for a really long time. Why don't you like forever home? Um, I realized that it's like, it's kind of, um, it's like claustrophobic. 
Mm. It's Too like much pressure. It's so much pressure. Like <laughs> I'm just about to turn 35 and like, I really have to make this decision. The next house I buy, like this is going to be my forever home. <laughs> it better be a good decision. <laughs> so I, I made that mental shift mm. that I'm just going to call it my next home. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So like, I'm not like trapped. <laughs> I'm not trapped like a demonized rat in this, uh, this idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want, I want like a, you know, I want, I want the house to be like a reflection of who I am as a person, you know? Yeah. So just chaotic everywhere. <laughs> but I, I agree with that. Like this, you know, there needs, it should, you know, be like some sort of representation of who you are. You put your own kind of, uh, you know, flair on it or, yeah. you know, it should be uniquely yours, not just like that dystopian concrete world where, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that that's what all of this, like, advancements, any advancement is trying to, like, streamline the process. Yeah. And it takes the human element out of things. And I just, I. It's sucking the soul out it of it. It is. And I feel yeah, like even true. nowadays, <clears throat> like, when I was a kid, there was a place down the road called Howard Hill. Do you remember that place? And it was, like, oh, it was yeah. a furniture place. And it was. That's not there anymore? Uh, no, it's a Habitat for Humanity now. Um. Wait, where was it? On next to Village Thrift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not, not there, there anymore? anymore. No, and it used to be like real handcrafted wood furniture, and then I think at some point they sold anyway, and it wasn't anymore. Um, but now, if I wanted to go get like real handcrafted wood furniture, I would. Ha- I Lancaster. Okay, I'd have to drive two hours to go buy some furniture from the Amish, but. I think it's pronounced Amish. <laughs> but like, that's not a thing anymore. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, you just go to Ikea and buy your particle board furniture and put that together. It's going to fall apart in two years. Like, I feel like we're just Ikea-ing these, these houses. Domiciles. Every, yeah. yeah. And I just, I think that, I think it's sad. It's like, you're just taking the craftsmanship out of, out of everything. And it's in the name of efficiency, which efficiency is great. I love efficiency, but at what cost? And to what, what is the cost? To what to end? end? <laughs> to what end? Yeah. To it's what like, end? You know, it's like you're trying to streamline past all these things when really that thing was what you missed. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Click? No. You've you never did, seen that? I, no. And you talk about it a lot. <laughs> Do I? I think about it a lot. He keeps fast forwarding through all these things. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you'll definitely cry if you watch it. <laughs> I'll make a note to watch it. Oh, you got to watch it. But that's Definitely what it feels it. like. It feels like everyone's like, oh, I, I got to make the, everything so efficient because. Because why? Because I don't because have time. And it's like, okay, well, this is getting mad now. But it's like, for what? What are you? Enjoy the process. Yeah, enjoy the process. Oh, I have to get all this stuff done before I die. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We need a, we need a mental shift in uh, just our ideologies as a society. And yeah. Yeah. Everything needs to be thrown away in a couple of years so you can buy a new one. Yeah churn and burn yeah and it's so sad to me it is so sad um okay so beyond 3d printing another thing that is trending in home development is kit homes where which this actually is not like a super new thing because there used to be those like sears houses where you'd like just pick your house out of catalog and then they'd i don't know mail it to you <laughs> yeah it would come in the mail. <laughs> it'll come in seven thousand easy shipments <laughs> Um, I think, they would, just, I think that, they would just drop it off. I think it would get just, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has like a, probably on a truck or something. 
Um, and I think that people were doing it before Sears was doing it, but I think Sears is, was the most famous one doing it. Um, yeah. My mom anyway, grew so, up in one. Did she? Yeah. Her parents um, built it. Interesting. Yeah, they bought a uh, plot of land in Cinnamonson. Okay. And uh, I believe the only thing that you had to do was get the foundation poured and mm-hmm. built. And then everything came in a package, basically. Yeah. And like, you know, you picked out all your options and you framed it up and, you know, everything was, was there and it, I don't know if it was like numbered and, but basically it was, it came in a kit and you built the house and it's still there. That's pretty original impressive. siding. Everything's still on it. Wow. Yeah. Great job, Sears. Yeah. Um, yeah. In I, I went on a little bit of a rabbit hole with the Sears homes too, because apparently they were pretty good and there are like a lot of them still standing. And also they did, they really didn't. They wanted to get away from that thing where everything looks the same. And they made like, I forget what it was. It was like 40 different models. So, oh. so good for them on that. Um, so yeah, so it's not a yeah. completely revolutionary idea. However, with all this like robotics and technology and manufacturing advancements, they have like really made it another thing that's very accessible and financially yeah. responsible for people who want this option. Yeah. Um. So I would not be surprised to see like a revitalization of that model business model sears thing yeah i think maybe that's did sears go bankrupt they did right they might have went belly up yeah okay so maybe they won't be doing it but maybe somebody else will be doing i think sears is still around i'm not sure in what capacity but lesser than they were well maybe this is what brings them back i doubt it uh but no that stuff's i mean like ufp they have a a huge part of their business ufp site built which is Mm -hmm. um you know, prefabbing wall systems and trusses yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you definitely are seeing, I mean, things like trusses, like, you know, it's a roof system that's built offsite mm-hmm. and then shipped and, and just installed. Um, wall systems are like that now. Floor systems, all kinds of stuff yeah. is moving in that direction. And it's the efficiency comes from building it inside in a warehouse, like mm-hmm. in a repetitive way. And instead of building on site, you're more like assembling on site, you know? So it, it, it takes a lot of variables out of it. So I think there are going to be a lot more advancements around that. Um, and you're, you're seeing things like all of the mom and pop trust manufacturers, like are (laughs) all gone. What? What? That's a funny concept. (laughs) Mom and pop trust manufacturers. Well, I mean, there used like to be like little. there used to be like a local trust company like <laughs> everywhere, but now it's like eighty four lumber UFP, yeah. um, builders first choice. Like those, they're buying up every single right. like part of of the the vertical, you know, model or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna see like these big companies are making moves in these directions to like streamline that process from taking it from timber to something that is built into a house and having that be assembled in the easiest way possible, building it in a controlled environment and then shipping it out to you to assemble on site. Um, I think my prediction in the next like five to 10 years, you're going to see big advancements uh, around that. Yeah. Just much. I would would guess that. And also I feel like that is one of the things that style is also Usually those kinds of things 
predicate style, but I feel like style has already kind of moved into a very modular fashion. Like things that like the whole minimalism thing and, and yeah. houses now are built, are built very square and modern and, and have that very, everything's built on a shipping container. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that would be very easy to like, my house is a Victorian house. You could not, that would be incredibly difficult to like do all the molding and all that kind of stuff mm. in like a factory kind of setting, but like a modular house that's very modern and sleek and square and right angly. That would be very easy to do Yeah, in that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot less like accoutrement. Yeah. A lot less little ticky tacky yes. stuff or yeah. uh, tchotchkes. Things to dust. Things to dust. You got you. Probably, you're probably up to your ears and things to oh dust. Oh my gosh, I am. God. Uh, yeah, that's very interesting. I think. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of changes around that, and uh, it's. Ex- I think that is exciting. A lot less scary than the robots like killing us with their robot dogs. Yeah. Um, and ordering in those robotic drone strikes. Right. God, right, that's right, scary. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Well, I actually had a lot more to say about this. Yeah. But we are at the point in our episode where we have to do a bad sales story. Bad sales story. Because we're up against time right now. So. All right. Well. What do you got, Sean? Okay. So I was at this call and uh, this robot came out. <laughs> this dog killed me. <laughs> so scary. Now, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Our bad sales story brought to you by our Groundwork. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. All right. I don't know this one, so. You excited? Yes. All right. This one was sent in by Dan Radner, uh, and I, re- <laughs> I really like this one. Okay. So uh, it goes out to uh, you know a typical typical call. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't actually even say what he was going out to the project for in the in the email, but. Um, oh, a mystery call mystery no 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 i mean he didn't specify to us what he was going oh, for oh. just meets the client <laughs> um Ooh, goes awesome. there and i think everyone can relate to this a little bit that's done site visits with people you get these people that are just so chatty and they want to talk about everything that's mm. like not related to what you're actually supposed to be there for mm-hmm. so uh he goes to this appointment and you know has like an hour slotted for this and goes and the guy's got a lot of land and he's got like some old cars over here and he's got like a shed with a bunch of like old like tools and just random stuff and he's like walking around and everything that they pass he like has this huge story about <laughs> and he's like well yeah this uh old car here uh this and that then walks by something else and it's like just going on and on trying to tell a story. It's like he hasn't talked to anybody in like years. (laughs) And eventually it gets time. Dan had another appointment, like something pressing, you know, that he couldn't change. And he's like, places to be. And he's like, um, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to come back. I, (laughs) (laughs) I have to leave now. (laughs) And he left and, um, never got a call back. (laughs) That was just it. He just went and it was really like this guy just like, he just needed a friend. He just needed a friend. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe that's why I didn't specify like what he was supposed to be there for. Cause maybe the guy didn't even tell him what he was supposed to be there for. But, uh, we've all been there where it's just like (laughs) people just want to talk to you and go on these stories and you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, 
stop it. I've definitely been there a couple of times, not to that extent, but uh, I, I can I can relate to that. It's, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, you know, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that if you're... A, if eliminate you're a, the chit chat. <laughs> eliminate the chit chat. <laughs> and uh, you can do that with groundwork. So use code yes. hardworking happy hour 50 for 50% off your first two months. Yes. And, uh, but that's a good story. <laughs> I like that. That is pretty funny. I like that. I feel like sometimes we, now that, I mean, that would be really annoying if you were just meeting that person, but I feel like that happens a lot too with just clients where... Oh, You're just yeah. trying to work and they're just chit-chatting the whole time. And oh, it's like, for sure. I love the chit-chat. This is so nice to talk to you, but like, yeah. we need to get some things done. <laughs> That's what I'm there for because like, you know, I'm not really doing much anyway, so I can, I can, you can pull, feel the chit-chat. I can pull that person away and let everyone else work while I just, you know, kind of, kind of rap with the chat. Yeah. Rip, rap, <laughs> chit-chat. Anyway. That was a good one. Thanks. All right. Well, do you have any, um. Closing thoughts on on the future of construction. I do. Yeah, I do, and it's it's not necessarily on the specifics of the future of construction, but it's the future of anything. You know, oh, we, wow. we spend so much time <laughs> sitting here thinking about the possibilities and what could happen and what are the repercussions of this technological advancement. When really, a lot of times thinking about it and stressing about, Hey, it might take my job. All, all of these things. A lot of times you're going to be more stressed out by just the thought of what could happen than just rolling with it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the, the things that you think of and make up in your head about the future are scarier than the future actually is. So, mm-hmm. um, be on the lookout for new things that come around. The world's always changing. It's going to continue to change and it just might start to creep into your professional life as a tradesperson. But as long as you embrace it and, you know, just don't be stuck in your ways. I think as always change is an opportunity to grow and you should take it as a signal that, you know what, it's time for me to grow a little bit, spread those wings and fly away, baby. <laughs> you like that? That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That's really beautiful. I appreciate <laughs> that. Profound, beautiful. I appreciate Wonderful. that. So uh, I guess that's all we got for this week. That's it. That's this week. All right. Well, uh, it looks like we have a lot more to talk about. So maybe we'll touch back on some <laughs> of those topics uh, a little later yeah, in the future. In the future. So uh, till next time, this has been the hardworking, happy hour. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye.